It's time for the Naples Mac Health Podcast with Apple Certified Support Professional, Jeff Bohr. Well, welcome back, everyone. Charlie McDermott, co-host slash producer of the show. Once again, here with the, I'm going to call you the magician, Mac. Or Mac. <laughs> Let's go with Mac. <laughs> because you are a magician when it comes to Macs. But we have the magician, Jeff Bohr, here with us. Jeff, how you doing? Very good this morning, Charlie. Thank you. Uh, and speaking of a magician, uh, I, I know this this whole cloud thing seems magical. I mean, does it exist? Is, is it is up in the sky? What, what, to, tell me about the cloud. <laughs> OK, so as you you know, you can't turn on the news or listen to the radio or talk to a neighbor about with without hearing about the cloud. So right, right. what is the cloud and how is it useful to you? Well, basically, the cloud refers to software files and services that run from the Internet. So most cloud services can be accessed through a web browser, such as, you know, Safari, Firefox, Chrome, or other companies offer dedicated cloud apps when you think of Dropbox or Amazon Storage. So basically, a lot of people just take these for granted, and I'm going to kind of explain how they work, because you think you're kind of pulling it down from the sky, but really it's just based on the internet. So some examples of cloud services that you probably use daily but don't even think about are uh, maybe Google Drive or Apple's iCloud, Netflix, Hulu, Yahoo Mail, Dropbox, Microsoft OneDrive. These are all cloud services. So basically, when you hear about the cloud, you're really talking about a computer or a group of computers known as servers. So when you have several computers connected together, they become a server, which can hold more data than a single laptop or desktop. Dedicated, what they call server farms. So you've got big racks of computers. You've probably seen these in the movies where they just have a computer room and there's big racks filled with all these black boxes that are spinning and whirring all the time. And that's basically where the cloud resides. So both Apple and Google and Amazon have huge server farms. So I know that Apple built one in North Carolina which takes up acres and acres. And all it is is buildings full of servers, which a server is just a group of computers. So that is the cloud. So when you pull something from the cloud, it's really coming from someone else's computer. And kind of what you want to think about when you use a cloud service is, do you trust the person that is hosting this data? So as you may know, Apple has very good privacy standards. They're, They're number one mantra is privacy. So Apple servers are very encrypted. They're very safe. And even though something might reside on Apple servers, without your Apple ID and password, it can't be accessed. So the courts couldn't get it. The FBI couldn't get it. Even Hmm. Apple can't see it. So that's the most important thing when you think about a cloud service is, is it secure? Now, as we all know, Google is an advertising company. So I would hesitate to store important personal documents on Google personally, just because they are known for mining data and using it to market. So that's my personal opinion. And uh, I know that it's happened in the past. So just be aware that when you do use a cloud storage service, make sure that it's secure because it is your data and people keep so much data on their devices now that it, it is imperative. So if you remember like 10 years ago, maybe 12 years ago, before were there any cloud services, you had to keep everything on your computer and hard drives in your house. You know, you might have had backup drives, you had CDs or DVDs that you'd store data on. 
And that was great. But what that meant was you had to go home and plug in the CD or the backup drive to see the data. So one of the benefits of the cloud service is that since it is kind of an online service, you can access it from any device wherever you are. So whereas the 20 years ago, you just had to have your stuff on a hard drive. You had to be at your computer, connect every drive, look up all your files, find them. Well, the cloud, what it means for most people is access. So what that means is that if you have a document or a calendar event or a photo that you've Hmm. used with the cloud service, it doesn't matter if you're in Timbuktu or New York City, if you can get to a public library, log into a computer, you can access your data because it is not really on a specific device. It is on a server, which is the cloud. So the cloud means access. That way, when you have an iPhone and an iPad and a laptop Mac or a desktop Mac, and you're out to lunch with a friend and they give you a business card of a good plumber they used and you put it into your phone. Well, by the time you get it home, it's on your iPad, Mm. it's on your Mac, it's on your phone, Mm. it's on your watch. So the cloud means convenience. And no matter what bit of data you may need, it's always at your hand. Yeah. You know, and it's always available. So the big part of the cloud is convenience and access. Yeah. So, so that photo that I took or video 10 years ago that, that, you know, got loaded to the cloud and then I want to put my big family reunion thing together. It's going to be there, even though I trashed my phone 14 times over the last 10 years and, and all that. Right. Exactly. And that's one of the benefits of the cloud backup because there is a copy, especially with iOS devices and some Android devices, your phone is backed up daily to these computers in North Carolina. So, you know, so you've got a cloud backup. So I've had clients that lost their phones in Ian, or they might've dropped the phone off of a fishing boat and it Mm -hmm. sank. And as soon as they get a new phone, they can sign in with their Apple ID and password and boom, 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes later, they've got everything on their phone back the minute it was destroyed or lost. So it's kind of a backup as well as access. Mm -hmm. So for listeners who, you know, maybe they're still doing it the old way or maybe they they just don't know. I mean, how would they go about making sure they're connected to the cloud? Well, like if you have a Mac and you go into system settings or system preferences and tap on your name at the top, uh, it'll say Apple ID. You'll basically see uh, all the different features that learn that use iCloud which is Apple's cloud service, and they should pretty much all be checked on, especially iCloud Drive, which we talked a little bit about in the episode about backups. But there is a section in the iCloud settings called iCloud Drive, and there's an options button next to that. And if you click that option buttons, you'll see all the different files that iCloud can back up. And the most important one that is unchecked by default that you want to check is desktop and documents folder. That way, your desktop, which a lot of people keep files on their desktop, Mm. and their documents folder, where a lot of people keep files, are going to be available on the cloud, thus available from other devices or any web browser if you can log in on any computer. So the cloud is both, and that's what it's mostly for is access. No matter what you pick up, you can get to your stuff. You can get to your documents. You can get to the desktop on your computer, even if you're on a cruise ship. You know, if you've got internet, you have access to your files, which can be a 
benefit and also a detriment. If you're trying to get away from work, it's kind of hard to do with these cloud devices. So in that case, turn your Wi-Fi off and just have fun. Yeah. You know, so, so funny. I, I remember always packing at least one hard drive and I did a lot of video editing and stuff. And usually it was multiple whenever I traveled and it was such a pain because, uh, yeah, you, you just one, you were worried about that drive. You know, what if, uh, you know, when you went through the airport, you know, the whatever the magnetic stuff that stuff got erased right. or you dropped it or your luggage got lost or uh, it was horrifying. <laughs> right. and, and those things have kind of become a thing of the past. But yeah. if you have all the boxes checked and uh, you, you, you can pretty much be sure that your data is safe, even in a disaster. Yeah. So yeah. one of the big things is there are. The, probably the two biggest cloud services that most consumers are familiar with are Dropbox and iCloud. Hmm. So both Dropbox and iCloud, Dropbox started as a way for file sharing of big files. You know, if you go to a wedding and you take 200 photos and you want to send them to the bride and groom, you can't do that over email. Hmm. It's, it's just too big. It'll choke up the system. So Dropbox had a solution where, hey, we'll store them all on our server, you know, in the cloud. And then when you send the email with the link, the recipient automatically accesses the server and downloads them. So Dropbox started out as kind of a file sharing service. And iCloud Drive has the same feature. You can share files or folders from within the drive on your computer to other people. It's not actually sending them that huge file, but it gives them a link to when they click on it, they have access to the file contents immediately. Hmm. Hmm. So that's the benefit to most people is to store and share large files wow wow how about cost all this uh you know is it free is it is it something that's going to break well, there the is bank? A point and as you've noticed there's a, a, often a free trial with many things and basically mm -hmm. icloud uh starts out with five gigabytes of free storage so most people um if you take photos or any kind of get a lot of email or something most people run out of that five gigabytes pretty easily so Apple has a price tier of for 99 cents, you can multiply your five gigabytes by 10 and get 50 gigabytes, which is probably good for most people. If you have more photos and more devices, and maybe you're on a family plan, you might go to the 299 plan, which is uh, 500 gigabytes. Wow. And then, you know, they have a 999 plan where you get two terabytes. Uh-huh. And then there's even a way with iCloud where you can expand that to four terabytes of storage if you have a family and you've got five different devices and laptops and stuff. Mm. So everybody's stuff is kind of backed up to the cloud. Oh, that's nice. Right. Now, Google, uh, they give you 15 gigabytes of, for free. And then they have a $20 a year plan after that for a terabyte of data. Okay. And yep. then Dropbox only gives you two and a half gigabytes for free. And then their entry level is $199 a year for two terabytes of storage. Okay. So they go from zero to 199. Yeah. And you get fast. a lot more storage with them, but it's kind of a big jump. If you're, yeah. not, if you're not using it a lot, it might be something you need to weigh and, and use another service. So, so what's going to happen five, 10, 15 years from now when, you know, all these photos and videos and everything else adds up and, and you start maxing out your two terabytes, you know, do you go in and start cutting stuff or? Well, yeah, you could always, um, you could always upgrade to a larger plan for more money, of course, or you could pair your photos. Like one of the good advice that I heard a while back about photos is keep the pictures of people that mean something to you, 
but get rid of, get rid of the pictures of the Christmas trees and the houses and stuff like that, because nobody except for you is going to remember those. And when someone else has to go through your photos, those are just going to get scrapped anyway. Yeah, you know, but the yeah. people make the difference. So that's an easy way to clean up your photos. And uh, but yeah, the biggest thing to remember about the cloud is access. You know, if you need a piece of information or a file, are you going to be able to get to it? Or are you going to have to go home to your computer? For most people, the answer is they can access it some other way because of these cloud services. Mm -hmm. Wow. Fascinating stuff. Anything else that we should know about? You know, you know, I have like a end of the world question when, when it comes to uh, the cloud, not really end of the world, but, you know, so you have this big farm in North Carolina. I mean, what happens if there's a fire or, or, or some kind of a issue there? Well, they basically, all these services have some kind of redundant backup yeah. system. Yeah. And it might not, it's usually not in the same location as yeah. the original. So somewhere, you know, Apple bought all this land in North Carolina and they saw them building. So they know that's their place. They've got yep. another place somewhere that yeah. probably is not as well known. Yeah. So they yeah. kind of do take a belt and suspenders approach to keeping your data yeah. safe. Yeah. So they're probably, I don't think they're publicizing where the other backup location is in well, case there's some it's, kind of. It's know, obvious. It's Area 51. I mean, come on. maybe so. Yeah. Because <laughs> nobody goes there. It's prohibited. Right. So, but yeah, and there are. The <laughs> it, that's the, the next threat to the, the, the world is probably going to be through the infrastructure and through yeah. the computers. You know, it's not going to be a, a missile coming over like, like in past wars. It's going to be an information war. Yeah. And that's why. It's important that the cloud server that you use is secure and has a backup policy in place, which they all do, but they don't all talk about it because they don't yeah. want to give out too much information. But yeah, I have no doubt that they're safe and secure. And it's a yeah. really great feature to turn on just to protect your devices and for the access again. Wow. Okay. So the cloud really does exist and it's it's uh, not only a place, but it's multiple places. So, uh, but you know, we'll, we'll never be able, you know, it might, we, we might find the secret of area 51 before we find the secret of the other locations. A right. But the cloud it's, and it's a benefit that most people are using and they don't realize it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. You know, I know when, when it Netflix first cloud came service. out, I kept yeah. getting these notices. I'm like, what the heck is this? I'm like go away. Go away. <laughs> yeah. And people are using it just like Netflix. Those, yeah. you know, those Netflix movies don't, don't sit in your TV until you hit play. They're on a computer somewhere else. And when you hit play, your computer or TV plays it instantly. So that mm. is a cloud service that people are using and probably don't even realize it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. So it's all around us. So just be aware. <laughs> love it. Love it. Well, great stuff as always, Jeff. And, uh, you know, again, just to summarize for our listeners, uh, bottom line, make sure you're backed up and we don't have to do it the, the old fashioned way. Like I used to do and carry hard drives around, uh, just, uh, if you have a Mac, again, go through, go through that again. You go to settings. You go to If you're running Ventura, it's called system settings. Any other operating system would be called system preferences. Okay. And you can do two things there. You can go to uh, the Apple ID section and then tap on iCloud and make sure next to iCloud Drive, click options and make sure desktop and documents are backed up. That way you have a copy of everything on your desktop in your documents folder if your computer takes a dive. And also you'll be able to access it from other devices. With Windows, Microsoft has a feature called OneDrive that kind of does the same thing. And you can access it from multiple devices. But I think Apple's iCloud is a little more seamless 
mm-hmm. process mm-hmm. To, to use yeah. personally. So, and for our listeners who are in the Southwest Florida area, Jeff, and and or you know folks who can work with you virtually because you work with people all over the the country, uh, maybe they were having a hiccup or two today and are wondering why the computer is slower than normal. All that fun stuff. What's the best way for them to reach out to you? I'm um, through my website, which is NaplesMacHelp.com. And uh, there's a contact form on there. My phone number's on there. So you can go there and, and find out more about me and what I do, as well as uh, fill out a request and I'll get back to you right away. So if you ever need any help, if you're local, I'll come to your house. If you're not, we can meet over Zoom or another way and uh, I can help you get through whatever issues you're having. Well, there you have it. And, and we've established a new nickname for Jeff, the Mac Magician. And uh, we're going to let you go. And Work magic on your client's computer or computers the rest of the day there, Jeff. That's what I do, Charlie. So thank you and have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye now. Thanks for listening to the Naples Mac Help Podcast. To learn more about Naples Mac Help, go to NaplesMacHelp.com or call 239-595-0482.